It's Friday, January 12th, 2024, and I'm Dave Sobel. Two things to know today. Navigating the new work landscape, some surveys indicating the shift toward flexibility, remote work, and employee well-being. And from redefining meetings to navigating virtual legality, some Friday big ideas. This is the Business of Tech. I'm teaching a class on emerging technologies for MSPs in January, and one of the questions I was asked this week was a trend I'm watching. My answer is that disruption is coming into the office space due to the changes in work. Well, there's a lot more data to review here. Lots of data. According to the American Psychological Association's Work in America survey, workplace stress in the U.S. reached epidemic proportions in 2023, with 77% of workers reporting stress and 57% experiencing negative health effects. The top stressors were high workloads, low job control, and work-family conflict. The survey also found high rates of workplace bullying and discrimination. According to a report, 65% of employees experienced burnout in 2023, impacting productivity. While burnout has decreased compared to 2022, 72% of employees still reported its impact on their performance. And according to Slack's workplace lab research, people who log off at the end of the workday reported higher productivity scores than those who work after hours. Taking breaks and having focused time were also found to improve productivity. The self-reported survey data suggests that working fewer hours may lead to increased productivity. And according to another survey, remote workers were less likely to receive promotions and raises in 2023 than in-office and hybrid workers. However, remote workers reported being happier and less likely to search for a new job. In contrast, employees who were fully in the office reported being the least happy. And flexibility is now the most sought-after work benefit, with a flexible schedule important to 8 out of 10 workers. However, flexibility goes beyond remote work and includes autonomy and the freedom to determine how, when, and where to work. And according to some other research, spending two days in the office and three days at home could be the ideal hybrid work schedule for happier and more productive workers. A study conducted at BRAC The world's largest NGO in Bangladesh found that employees who worked two days in the office reported greater satisfaction, work-life balance, and lower isolation. And according to a report and survey of 5,000 workers, the push for work-life balance is flawed. The key to mental wellness is the ability of employees to choose their work arrangements. Workers who can select their preferred setting are more productive, have lower stress, are better rested, and are happier with their employer. Mandated office returns are creating a gap in workplace well-being. According to a Checker survey, managers are more interested in continuing remote and hybrid work in 2024 than employees. The study of 3,000 U.S. workers found that 68% of managers want remote and hybrid work to continue, compared to only 48% of employees. Managers also expressed concerns that return-to-office policies would lead to many employees quitting. According to a survey, almost a third of employees in the UK avoid coming to the office because of their bosses. The rising cost of living and office locations were also cited as concerns. Why do we care? Story time. Workers are experiencing record stress and burnout. Not overworking, taking breaks, and not letting work creep in after hours increases productivity. Remote workers are happier, and those entirely in the office are far less so. Flexibility is the most important benefit, and giving it increases happiness and productivity. 
It's about being able to control schedules more than arbitrary dates, and managers push for it over executives, and bad bosses keep employees away. Let's note that individual preferences and circumstances also play a role in determining work arrangements. While remote work is a significant form of flexibility, giving workers more freedom to influence their schedules and work location is becoming increasingly common and essential for attracting and retaining candidates. Leaders are advised to listen to employees and address concerns to prevent burnout, increase productivity, and be more effective. That's the bottom line. And there remains ample opportunity to help customers work more effectively this way, mainly because it requires technology. For a brief moment, I even considered taking today off and having a long weekend, but the number of great big ideas to consider definitely motivated me to take this pod today. And I have to start with this, titled, You're Not Collaborating, You're Just in Meetings All Day. The founder and CEO of Switchboard argues that meetings can drain productivity and cost the U.S. economy billions of dollars. Research shows that many employees see meetings as unproductive, and reducing them can significantly increase productivity. To improve collaboration and efficiency, we must rethink how we collaborate, embrace asynchronous work, and be more discerning about when meetings are necessary. Implementing an async-first mindset could lead to better documentation, more focused work, and fewer, shorter meetings. Next, a pair of stories. For context, UK authorities are investigating a case where a teenage girl claims her avatar was digitally gang-raped in a virtual reality game, raising questions about the prosecution of virtual crimes. The incident highlights the need to address sexual harassment and violence in the metaverse as virtual and augmented reality technology becomes more immersive. And an argument in Immersive Wire that publications should be cautious in reporting on metaverse crimes, focusing on the importance of investigating and avoiding questioning the validity of these crimes. Sensationalism and weak analysis should be avoided, and a deeper understanding of virtual crimes should be developed. The dismissive attitude toward the psychological harm caused by crimes in virtual spaces should be dispelled, and nuanced reporting can contribute to the development of relevant laws. A piece in the information titled How to Build an AI-Enabled Service Company discusses the potential of AI-enabled services companies, particularly in the category of Copilot for Services. While AI can help service professionals build and maintain client relationships more efficiently, standalone AI assistance software offerings are unlikely to succeed. Instead, copilots are more likely to be incorporated into existing software or co-opted by model developers. And finally, from the new stack, seven guiding principles for working with LLMs. The principles include thinking out loud and talking to LLMs, never trusting, always verifying output, recruiting a team of assistants, asking for choral explanations, exploiting pattern recognition, automating transformations, and learning by doing. These principles aim to help individuals effectively utilize LLMs in various domains, from technical problem solving to writing and learning. Why do we care? There's so much here. Linked to the review of remote work, meetings are not collaborations. Rethinking work is a key trend. The laws of virtual are an area of interest if spatial computing and the related space are to become a productive norm. And finally, two pieces specifically about how to build AI services seems right square in the realm of this audience's interest. Thanks for listening. Today, National Curried Chicken Day. That one just sounded too yummy to pass over. There'll be no bonus episode this weekend, but we're returning with one next 
Got a comment, question, thought on a story? Put it in the comments if you're on YouTube or reach out on LinkedIn if you're listening to the podcast. It's a holiday on Monday. Talk to you again on Tuesday. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of the Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.